0: You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: You know, Acadiana, we almost went a full day without Miguez having to rant. But, you know, you just... You, it's, it's almost the season of Christmas and it just keeps on giving. Welcome to Crunch Time here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez here. My producer and co-host is Mr. James Mesh. He is James Mesh 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and 365 days out of the year.
2: 366 for leap years.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down now. Wait, we don't need that extra effort. Settle down. We This is not 110% day. Just kidding. It's always 110% day. I but s- I give 120, so I'm better. Anyways, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Okay, then. How are you?
2: Doing all right. Come on, man. Give me some energy. How are you?
1: <laughs> Threw me off with the 120. Yeah, you know. I grind. What can I say?
2: I don't know how to respond to that. Well, you know, probably a good idea. Anyways, let's get let's get to the elephant in the room oh, as God. to why you're so upset. If you are wondering, Andy Dalton is now getting another start for the St. under Center on Sunday against the Rams. How do you feel,
1: Matt? How do you feel? I've got one word to describe Dennis Allen. Are you going to be like
2: Charles Barkley where he was like, Terrible. Put no. Paul and Nash must see TV. It's like, you ever seen that clip? Yes. Okay.
1: No, I have. I have one word to describe how I feel about Dennis Allen: buffoon, idiot,
3: no. idiot.
1: No, okay. James is gonna find it. His computer's crapping out on him. But anyways, he's an idiot. How? What have you seen out of Andy Dalton that says, "Oh, you know what? He's 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 the guy. He's the guy that that should that should play quarterback for us." Like what? Who? Who gave you the job to lead an NFL franchise? Because I sure as hell wouldn't have. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Dennis Allen said in his press conference on Monday that doing the same thing and expecting a different result is insanity.
2: And so if we keep doing the same things and expect it to be different, that's the
0: definition of insanity.
1: YOU ARE THE DEFINITION OF INSANITY! YOU IDIOT! Jameis Winston is maybe 95%, and that's the healthiest that he is going to be. Play him! And, you know, the, the more... The more time goes by and we see Andy Dalton continuing to start while we've been told that Jameis Winston is healthy, I think it just comes down to the fact that Dennis Allen likes Andy Dalton more. Which, you know, I like to say, that's okay. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, even when they're wrong. And that opinion is way wrong. Now look... It's one thing if Andy Dalton, you know, thrown for 250 a game, leading your team to wins. What? None. Nothing. The games that have been won while he was on the field, he didn't do a whole hell of a lot. You know what games he did play well in, though? The games that you blew. The games that you couldn't figure out how to win. Why? Because he always had the ball in the final minutes and blew it. Blew it! There's a reason that the guy hasn't started for a legitimate franchise in six years. Now, don't get me wrong. When he came in in week four, was I happy about it? Yes, I was. Because Jameis Winston wasn't healthy. Why are you playing a guy that's not healthy? So for a couple of games, you know, two, four, maybe even six weeks, while Jameis heals up, cool. It's whatever. Now that team doctors have stated that Jameis is as healthy as he is going to be in 2022, play the damn man. Like how much more losing do we have to see for you to make a change? How much more do we have to suck and threaten to pull out paper bags like it's 75 before you say, oh, you know, what I'm doing right now is not working. Maybe we should change some things up. No, what you tell your team is to go have fun. (laughs) Look, I'm all for having fun playing football. You're supposed to. It's a hell of a lot more fun to win. Go win! God, I sound just like Kevin idiot. Thank you. You found it. Play it again. Idiot. Idiot.
0: Life is pain.
1: God, man. James, please say something. It's
2: just funny watching you. No, but to me, I think the reason why he's going with him is because I had talked about it before. The fact that Andy kind of feels like more of, I guess you could say a safe play because the strength of the team is supposed to be the defense, and since he's a defensive mind head coach, usually when those types of minds are leading the team, you lean on the defense and you ask the offense to just do like enough. Not asking you to score 30. Not asking you to do that on a consistent basis. Maybe once in a while, but for the most part, look, don't just don't turn the football over. Play position football. Kind of play the uh, field battle, I guess you could say.
1: Now, look, I'm, I'm fine with that if that's your coaching philosophy. But the
2: thing is with that is it hasn't worked because the defense, they have not played up to the expectation that we have had on them. Did we maybe have a high expectation, especially with all the moving pieces? Probably. But to me, the fact that they still are playing this poorly and the fact that the identity of this team of being a run-stuffing defense and making enough plays and being opportunistic at times, the fact that you are giving up big play runs after big play runs. We've seen multiple times this year 100-yard runners when it took three years for the next 100-yard runner to come because it was 2017 when it was Samajay Pirine who's now the second or third back for the Bengals. And then last time you'd seen it was, I think, 2020 or last year. Mm -hmm. That was the last time that you had seen. But now you've seen it three different times, possibly four. And then you've only got two interceptions on the year. And it's both by a safety that, like I said, I've been having in the doghouse because I've seen a lack he's, of effort from
1: this guy. He's washed. He's done. We, we thought he had another year or two in him. He, the guy's done. He, he, he's not the player that we thought we were getting. But, uh, again, I, I'm fine with that being your philosophy. Lean on your defense and, and whatever. That's fine and dandy. But when it doesn't work, you got to change something. You need a spark. You need something that, you know, make just something different. And I think James Winston provides that for you at this point. I think you need to see a hell of a lot more Taysom Hill than you have seen so far this year. I think you need to see more of a pass rush than you have seen this year. I mean, it's great that you got five sacks on Kenny Pickett on Sunday, but that's the first time you've done that all season! You have not been getting to the quarterback at all. And the problem is now, you know, now Pete Warner's hurt, and he's out for a couple of weeks. So, you know, when when the season goes bad, everybody can go, oh, well, you know, we had injuries. and When are we going to stop with that? Now, look, I'm not saying the injuries aren't a huge part of it because they are. But you had injury problems last year and you were 9-8. and eight. And if it wasn't for the 49ers, you would have made the playoffs. You had roster turnover last year. Newsflash, you lost your first ballot Hall of Famer last year. The common denominator is coaching. And people can try and defend it all they want, and I'm glad to listen to them. But I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. The coaching philosophy and the coaching mindset is the problem. The fact that you think that your team is better off with a 34-year-old backup at quarterback is just crazy. It's crazy to me. You paid the man six million dollars over two years. You're paying Jameis thirty. Levy out the contracts. Which one should be your guy? When push comes to shove and they're both healthy, who should be the guy? The guy you're paying three million or the guy you're paying fifteen? I mean, I'm no mathematologist, like SpongeBob likes to say. $15 million would be the guy I have on the field if he's healthy. And everybody well, the season's lost. Exactly! The season's lost, so why not play him? He's not coming back next year. Andy Dalton's not coming back next year. Hell, Dennis Allen keeps this up. He's not coming back next year. What do you have to lose? So what if we finish three and fourteen at this point? It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, I just I don't even know what the thought process is behind sitting there going, "Oh, you know, I, I, we're, we're just gonna go out with Andy." Like it, it just makes sense. I in, don't. I don't get it. In whose world?
0: In whose world does it make sense?
2: There's a reason why he's been the backup for multiple teams throughout the years.
1: I mean, the guy couldn't even start in freaking Chicago. I was
2: going to say yes. No knock to
1: Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. The guy couldn't be the starter in Chicago. They're the Bears. They are currently the laughing stock of the NFL along with the Houston Texans. They're bad. The Texans and the Bears are literally fighting for who's going to have the number one pick. Well, the Raiders are in there, too, but like they're not good.
2: They're a bottom five team, and they're not even going to get it.
1: I just, I I don't... And, you know, if it comes down to, you know, I don't trust Jameis Winston... From an in, from a health standpoint, against a guy like Andy Do, uh, against a guy like Aaron Donald, because I've seen some people say that. Then maybe that that that's an interesting way like to is, look at. Like it. is that
2: is that been the excuse for the last three weeks? Well, right. As, as why that's
1: you- the that's the that's the question that I could bark back at. That's an interesting point. But then what's been the conversation? You know, last week were you worried about T.J. Watt? Like, I mean, yes, T.J. Watt's one of the best pass rushers in the league, but the guy's playing with a torn pick.
2: The guy, he's coming back from his first game since week one.
1: Right. Like, were you really expecting him to come light the world on fire? Like, at what point are you going to say enough's enough? This team needs something different. And, and again, when your head coach sits in a press conference and says, well, doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity, and you do the same thing and expect a different result, what are you? What are you? Something's got to give here. Let's go to the hotline, 337-706-0111. Jay, what's up?
4: Where are you getting this ninety five percent? He's he's healthy. He's ninety five percent healthy.
1: There have been multiple reports that he is as healthy as he is going to be. Multiple reports.
4: Yeah, like I said, man. Um, hey, man. Who, who knows? The, one man. They they saying that, and the player is hurt, or saying that he's not. He's not ready. We don't know, you know. Maybe I don't know. So hey, Dalton's the quarterback. I think um, I, I just I, I just can't get over the fact, and I know you're not going to challenge me on. I know you're going to wait until I hang up to uh, to actually say. But it, it just it, it, it baffles me that you that you minimize injuries in NFL football. Look at uh, Josh Allen right now. You think Josh Allen the same quarterback with that uh, UCL injury? That man going out there playing, and look, he he's not the same quarterback out there. Yeah, of course he can still run cats over, but now he has—he's kind of hesitant in a sense. His mentality, like, man, I don't want to damage my elbow. Injuries for you to just minimize injuries is, is not minimizing it's not injuries. Excuses, man. It's, I'm not—I'm not, you know, I'm not minimizing injuries. That's so what are you talking about? Oh, injuries. And then you mentioned uh, the other day talking about, well, we're going to use that excuse next year. Next year? Who? Next year? No one's fortune tellers, man. We don't know what's going to happen next year. No, I'm talking about what's taking place right now, this season, 2022. I'm not. Min- I'm not. I'm, I'm not minimizing depitated. injuries.
1: I understand the importance of injuries in the NFL and how they can derail an entire no, season. Man,
4: I, I don't know, man. I, I, I disagree. I don't think you do, man. I really don't think you do.
1: Well, that's your that's your prerogative. But I'm telling you that I understand the importance.
4: If anything, he's more injury and cautious than excuse. I am, I would Jay. Never sit up there and make excuses for, for uh, oh, you know, they hurt. But it's just it's just a fact, man. And you know this. You know this. You you. Every but every we talked about this yesterday, Jay. Every
1: team deals with injuries,
4: okay? Exactly. And guess what? Injuries are also affecting a whole bunch of teams in this league.
1: So then explain why we're three and seven and the Vikings are seven and two or eight and one or whatever the hell they are.
4: uh, let, Let Jefferson go down, let some key players go down. I bet you, hey, I bet you that record will be closer to the Saints record. Josh yeah, Allen's hobbled, and yet they're still six and three. Come on, on don't field. don't do this. Wait, say that again.
1: Josh, you talked about Josh Allen being hobbled. They're still one of the top teams in the NFL.
4: Man, because that's before he got injured. We see, we, he, matter of fact, after he got hurt, they lost. Right, they lost that game against one game Georgia. against the top team that, in the that, league. You think they me Josh Allen with a a pick in the red zone. Come on, Come man. on man. That man, that man, that man, don't have to save a it on his ball right now. And I like Josh Allen on the cool. I like them. Look. Uh, man, at, injury, injuries affect the game, man. And, and yeah, I, I agree. You're,
1: you're preaching to the choir, Jay. I understand that injuries affect the game. But,
4: but look, hey, man, thank you for taking my call. You have a good one.
1: At the end of the day, I understand that injuries affect the game. Obviously, that's a part of it. But when it, last year, look at the injury list last year. We literally set a record for the most starters in, the, in, a, in a single season. And... You were in the playoff hunt until the very end. Until the very end. What's different this year? You have a new head coach and you suck. That's the difference. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more crunch time after this right here on The Game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
0: Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell Yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back Back to more Crunch crunch Time time. with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Been a minute since we've
1: talked about the Houston Astros. Let's go to something a little bit brighter. Rafael Montero got re-signed the other day to a three-year, $34.5 million deal. Michael Brantley is still a free agent. James would would you would you bring Uncle Mike back if you're the Astros? I mean, I would. I would bring Brantley back. Um another guy obviously that that is on this list is, is Justin Verlander. It has been reported that Verlander wants a deal somewhere in the neighborhood of what Max Scherzer is getting, which is 3 years and Hundred and thirty million dollars? If I'm the Astros, I don't know that I pay that. I understand he's thirty nine years old and I understand he's coming off of a Cy Young season, and you know that's obviously crucial. I don't know that I can pay a guy until he's forty two as a pitcher, especially one that just came off of Tommy John surgery. If he wanted to do a shorter term at that price point, maybe. The the price isn't what worries me. It's the length. I can't I can't give Justin Verlander a three year deal with a fourth year player option. I can't do that. That that's just I mean the the guy's gonna be forty by the time spring training rolls around. I just can't do that. Um so Michael Brantley's another name being looked at. Uh, Trey Mancini's become a free agent. Yuli Guriel is a guy that could return to the Astros at, you know, thirty-eight years old. Maybe bring him in as a as a reserve first baseman slash designated hitter. But you gotta go get a first baseman. And, and I know Anthony Rizzo was at the top of the list, and he's decided to re sign with the Yankees. You still have Jose Abreu out there. You still have Josh Bell out there who you wanted at the trade deadline. Uh, so you could go get Josh Bell. There's there's a lot of guys you can go get. The other position is catcher. Do you bring back Martin Maldonado? I say you do. Um, Christian Vasquez is, is the question do you do you let him walk and maybe trust one of your younger guys or do you go get somebody in free agency like a Wilson Contreras that that name's been thrown around quite a bit there there's a lot of questions that the Astros are gonna have to answer James would you bring back verlander
2: I'd look to bring back verlander on a one or two year deal I'm I'm looking forward on. So you're not
1: so you're not budging more than two years.
2: No, because uh, I know we talked about how he wants to play in his in his kind of mid 40s, like yeah. Tom has.
1: He wants to pitch till he's 45.
2: Which I get. But wanting to and having the ability to to still be an effective pitcher like how he has been.
1: Totally different things.
2: It's it's two completely different things. If we yeah. want to do it by year by year basis, all for it. But if you're at if if Justin Verlander is asking the Astros, I want a three-year deal. Well, what happens if if your arm goes to crap by 41? You're you're getting you're getting your money. Congrats. Right. And I understand you want commitment. But homie, you 40, you're going to be 43 by that time. And if you and if your arm's dead a year and a half after, before before the contract is even done. Well, we're ju- the, the Astros are just SOL.
1: Right. Yeah, the 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 40 million a year that that doesn't necessarily bother me. Um you can,
2: you can play year by year, but too much of a commitment, right.
1: that always bites teams in the butt. I can I can't pay him 3 years. I just I just can't. Can't do it. Uh that that's way too way too un- uncomfortable,
2: especially when you have other really good pitchers. For sure. So that, 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 Cuz that's the
1: thing, right? And you know, look, look even further down than that. Guys like Hunter Brown, yeah, that that you have have like you bragged have, on.
2: You still have young players that you're developing. Yeah, whether it's more drafted or you're you're picking them up.
1: Yeah, you you've got you've got pitchers galore in in your farm system. Now, don't get me wrong, like we said, if Verlander wants to sign a one year deal, all for it, or even a two year deal with a club option, all for it, one hundred percent. Anything longer than that, I just can't do. I can't do it. Lyle Lovett and his acoustic group are coming to the Hyman Performing Arts Center on Friday, February 24th, and you won't want to miss this incredible night of live music. Tickets go on sale tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and use the pre-sale code Lyle. Once again, get your pre-sale tickets Thursday to see Lyle Lovett and his acoustic group at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Visit www.ticketmaster.com and use the pre-sale code Lyle. We'll take a timeout, Matthew Travis, the KPLC Sports Director, joins us next for a conversation about the McNeese Cowboys, right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
0: You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Slings it far side. Stingley steps inside the receiver and picks it off. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. A shot to left field, going back on its goal. For the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
1: Welcome back to Crunch Time. Matt Miguez here on a Wednesday afternoon. Time to talk to some McNeese Cowboys. Things are looking up in Lake Charles on a two-game winning streak, currently sitting at three and seven on the year. We are joined by the sports director at KPLC, Mr. Matthew Travis. Matthew, thanks so much for taking the time,
3: man. How are you? Of course, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. So you know,
1: talk about, the you know, the program so far. You know, I hit on it a second ago on a two-game winning streak. It's interesting when you look at it. Gary Goff, you know, comes from the air raid tree, coached under Mike Leach. But the power run game has been their best. It's kind of been their bread and butter lately. Are you surprised by the way that Gary Goff has been able to, you know, somewhat get away from the air raid and go with what works?
3: You know, to a degree, yes, because all off season that was kind of the mantra It was he's going to run, he's going to run the air raid, you're, he's going to pass until it works, and that's not at all how the season has gone. I mean, Knox Cadem, he just he completed fifty percent of his passes. He was, just wasn't that good. He had four more interceptions than he had touchdowns, and it just wasn't working. So he's had to adapt and. Because of it, Deontay McMahon, D'Angelo De Durham, and Marcus uh, McElroy have been amazing, and they, they've had the opportunity to run the ball down opponents' throats, and that's exactly what they did last week. Uh, McNeese had two rushers who had over 100 yards. Deontay McMahon had 197, and Marcus McElroy had 136 yards last week. And they did, combined, they had over three. They had three hundred and thirty yards between the two of them on only twenty nine rushes. So it's a little surprising because like you mentioned there coming into the season it was going to be the air raid, but McNeese didn't exactly have the quarterback. And in the off season it was Knox, Catum and Cam Ransom who were going to be battling for that. And now this this year Cam Ransom only completed four passes and he was downgraded to the third quarterback and someone who started in game one as a wide receiver started game four McNeese over Ransom because there were some conversations about Ransom not exactly being a team player and not knowing the playbook and everything like that. And because of it, he was downgraded to the on the depth chart and up moved Ryan Roberts to Walker Wood, who started in camp, was a quarterback he was battling while, Knocked Kadem and Cam Ransom were both hurt. Uh, Walker Wood was the only quarterback, but then he was moved back to wide receiver. And uh, Rot- Kadem got hurt and instead, Walker Wood over Ryan Roberts. So at the time, was the quarterback two who started the year as the quarterback three. Um, but McNeese has just not had any consistent consistency at quarterback, and the only player who really looked good at the position was Walker Wood who helped lead them to win against Eastern Illinois almost helped them win the game against Southeastern which they lost by one point but then he got hurt so instead Ryan Roberts who now has helped McNeese win two games in a row
1: Now you know you touched on Deontay McMahon a moment ago. What a special season he's had, you know, eleven hundred yards, ten touchdowns, averaging seven yards a carry. I know the story right now was Marcus McElroy who had a big week this past week against Houston Christian. But talk about Deontay Mm -hmm. in the year that he's had.
3: Deontay's been incredible. Like like you said, he 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 surpassed a thousand yards and he's having a heck of a year and He's really been, the like we talked about, he's really been the only source of offense for McNeese because they struggled to throw the ball, and because of it, they've had to lean a little more on McMahon, and he stepped up to the challenge. In nine games this year, like you said, in nine games this year, he ha- or excuse me, ten games this year, he has almost 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's averaging a touchdown per game, and He's really been the only source of offense for a, an offense that has struggled all year. They're an offense that barely, a, in many games this season, they haven't even reached 100 yards passing in most of their games. In three of their wins, they've only hit 100, pa- 100 yards passing, and I believe one of them, it was, yeah, it was the game against Eastern Illinois. They threw for 268 yards when Ryan Roberts. Um, stepped in for Walker Wood. So, McMahon has had to be the one to be the workhorse, and game in and game out, he's the one who's gone off for McNeese, and each of their three wins, he's had, uh, I believe, close to 150 yards or over. He had had 200 yards against uh, Houston Christian. He had 197, and he had 211 against Eastern Illinois, so in back-to-back games, he is just about 200 yards. And that's kind of been the story of the season for McNeese. In order for them to be competitive in games, they need him to hit 200 yards or close to it and set them up with scoring opportunities, and he's been doing it.
1: Now, you know, we talked about the quarterback room and, and the the ins and outs of, of that group playing different guys. You've had four different players play at the quarterback position how mm-hmm. concerning is that to you in, in your opinion for the future of this program
3: uh it, it's interesting because i'm not quite sure what it's going to look like next year I, I i i don't know that Knox canem will necessarily be in the mix because he hasn't exactly proven that he's it's worth it to put him in the mix ryan roberts could be in the mix next year who in the past two games he's I mean he didn't do well against Houston Christian he only threw for 53 yards had three picks but so it, it definitely is a little concerning but the way everything is gone with the transfer portal and everything else Gary Goff is a coach many quarterbacks might want to play for because if you look at his what he did at Valdosta and before that at Tiffin like you mentioned earlier he runs the air raid. So he, he would be an intriguing player or coach to play for because he might have the opportunity to expand your role and get the opportunity to throw a lot over and over and over again. Obviously, we haven't seen that this year, but I don't think that's because Goff has changed as, as a coach. I think that's more he's playing to his skills and. His skills this year have been the run game and not necessarily the quarterback. So because of the way college football and college sports in general are going with the transfer portal, it's not, it's not too concerning because in March, in three, four months' time, we could look, be looking at two or three more quarterbacks. I mean, Knox Kadem, and Cam Ransom both transferred to McNeese this past offseason from Virginia Tech and Georgia Southern. So the quarterback room in three months' time could look completely different. And honestly, I think it will be because Coach Goff saw that he doesn't necessarily have a quarterback he can rely on. So he's going to have to call out and see if he can pull someone from the portal and convince them to come to Lake Charles.
1: So you somewhat answered my next question. Is the quarterback of the future on this roster?
3: I don't believe so. Uh, like like I mentioned there, Ryan Roberts, he he played well against Eastern Illinois, but he he just had a bad game against Houston Christian. Against Eastern Illinois, when he stepped in for Walker Wood, who got hurt in the first quarter, Roberts completed thirteen of twenty passes for one hundred and seventy-seven yards and a touchdown. Obviously, not great numbers, but when you look at what McNeese has done this season when they failed to get a hundred yards. And I, I don't know the exact number, but probably seven or eight of their 10 games that that's decent. But then the next week in his first start, he completes seven of 19 for 53 yards and three interceptions. He was averaging 2.8 yards for, a, so it's it just, it's I, I would say no. And if it, if it is, it would probably be him. Because Walker Wood, um, I believe he was a, I believe he's a fifth year, so he wouldn't be an option next year. I don't think Cam Ransom and Knox Canem either of them are the option. But so I, I would probably say no to that. And if if the answer is yes, it would have to be it would have to be Ryan Roberts, who I'm not quite sure that Coach Goff is in love with. And after the game last week, he didn't give him a reason to be confident in him going into
1: next season. Chatting with KPLC Sports Director Matthew Travis here on Crunch Time. You know, let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about this defense. Defense started Mm -hmm. off kind of sluggish at the beginning of the season, but as it's gone on, they've gradually improved and gotten a little bit better, albeit against, you know, what some people would say weaker competition. But look, you know, you you can't change the, the conference that you're in. So just talk about the defense and the way that they've improved so far in 2022.
3: You know, it's interesting because the defense has gone through a lot. They lost two, two players to injury early earlier in the season. They lost them for the season, and then they kicked off three uh, three defensive backs off the team because of instances off the field. So it's interesting, but as like you mentioned, as the season has progressed, the defense has gotten better. They have nine picks on the year. They had one last week, and they also have nine fumble recoveries they didn't have one last week, but they've improved as the season has gone on. But it's still, it's still, it's still a little bit of a concern. Last week, they only allowed 250 yards combined, and McNeese had more; they had 100 more yards on the ground than Houston Christian had as a team. So they did their job last week, and they've done a really good job of stopping the run. And last week they did a phenomenal job of stopping the air attack. But it, it's another thing where it, it's going to have to improve before next season because they're 3-7, and, seven and a, lot, a lot of the problem has come defensively because that Southeastern game, if McNeese is able to get even one stop late in the game, they win that game. But they weren't able to do it, and because of it, they lose by one. In a game they probably should have won. I mean, at halftime, they're up 20 to 14, and then they let up, and then they just fall flat on their face in the second half and get outscored by 14, 14 to 7. So they get outscored by a touchdown in the second half, and because of it, they drop that game. But the defense has shown flashes of being good that one game it's the It's the secondary is doing well. One game, it's the front seven is doing well. You just never know what you're going to get. But the the story of the defense has definitely been the inconsistency, and that's somewhere that Coach Goff is definitely going to have to focus on when after this week, when the season comes to a close.
1: Talked about the season coming to a close. Their their finale or their 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 final game is this Saturday against Lamar. You know, talk about this matchup and how important it could be for Coach Goff to end his first season in Lake Charles on a three game winning streak and defeating a team that's always been a big rival for them in the Southland Conference.
3: Oh, be big. and Lamar is back in the Southland so to to win that game would definitely be big for Morale going into the offseason with a three game win streak. I mean, two weeks ago we we're talking about a team that's one and seven and now they're a team that can finish the year four and seven and if they lost either of the past two games, it would be it would be tough to, like we mentioned, McNeese is probably going to have to focus on a quarterback. They're probably going to have to focus on replacing a lot of the guys up front defensively, and they're going to have to focus on rebuilding the offensive line. And if you finish the season losing one or two of the – last three games which they could potentially win all three if you don't it's going to be tough to convince the guys to come here because it was a bad first season and now they've completely turned it around had they won that southeastern game it would have been even better and even the week before against Nichols on the road it could be a completely different season and after year one the four and the four and seven season after last year when McNeese just Looks like one of the most incompetent teams in college football. That that's trending in the right direction. I know last season they were four and seven as well, but it was a bad four and seven. But it going four and seven in year one and ending the year on a three game win streak would definitely be something you can you can hit on to kids in the transfer portal of we're turning it around. We ended the season on a three game win streak week and the two games before that we were single digit games so it would definitely be huge for recruiting huge for getting kids out of the transfer portal and i think this game is massive for those reasons
1: wrapping up here with matthew travis going into the offseason what do you think the biggest need is that gary goff and his coaching staff need to address going into 2023
3: oh it's quarterback play without a doubt i mean you you can't have a season where you're averaging less than a hundred yards from your quarterback. Well, a little over a hundred yards per game. It it just can't happen. And because if McNeese had a quarterback, it would be a completely different season. They've lost way too many close games or games where they led by at one point or games where if they had a quarterback, would have been much closer and they would have put themselves in a position to win. If they had a better quarterback, they probably would have won won at Nichols. They might have beaten Alcorn State earlier in the season at home. The Incarnate Word game might have been closer, and same with A&M Commerce, but they don't. So quarterback would definitely be the position they have to focus on because if you pair a quarterback with the rushing attack McKees have had this season – would have been a completely different year and coach Goff knows that and he knows that's something they have to focus on for next year because if they don't it might be it might be another season like that they're going to have mcmahon back next year he's currently a junior so to get him back and to pair him with a quarterback who can help him succeed would be massive and i i, I think we'd be looking at a team who in a somewhat weak Southland conference could compete for the Southland I mean they're going to finish probably 5th or 6th in the Southland this year and it could be a completely different outlook 365 days from now if they're able to get a quarterback who can compete for them week in and week out out of the transfer portal.
1: Matthew Travis the KPLC sports director joining us here on Crunch Time. Matthew really appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'll talk again soon my friend
3: of course i appreciate
1: you have a great day and there he goes matthew travis the kplc sports director speaking of the cowboys of mcneese tune in tonight from six to seven for the mcneese coaches show presented by maplewood burgers line of bed out of Westlake, and the southwest louisiana law center Jim Gazzola will be talking all things Cowboys as the McNeese Coaches Show will be broadcasting from the Maplewood Burgers at 4453 Nelson Road. So tune in tonight starting at 6 for the McNeese Coaches Show right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. take a timeout and wrap up hour number one on the other side. You're listening to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and you're home for the world champion Houston Astros and the SEC West champion LSU Tigers.
0: A recent survey discovered that game listeners prefer our station over watching a mandated webinar at work. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming to this exciting meeting today to discuss. Take things that! Things Productivity in the workplace. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome
2: back to crunch time 454 poll question of the day. How do you feel about Andy Dalton getting another start of quarterback for the Saints fine with him getting another start you're indifferent about it or why why is he still there looking at a couple comments John Paul he's not the reason they're losing the lack of effort used talent that they have is the reason they're losing I mean 10.10 10 points for him this week Woof. yeah I mean you did start him in fantasy Uh, but he has definitely been misused. I don't recall either of us ever saying that Andy Dalton is the lone reason why the Saints are losing, but okay. Ton said, look, Dalton is a solid backup. He's not starting. Kind of have the same thing about Jameis. Need a real QB, not Hill, not Winston, not Dalton. Saints will just have to wait until they get decent picks again. I don't think you necessarily have to wait. I think you can still make deals.
1: You're going to have to. Yeah. You're going to have to do something because this ain't it. And, you know, going back to the injury thing, look, I understand that the injury report for the Saints is a novel.
2: It's always a novel. This has been the
1: last two years. Thank you. And what did we do two years ago? Made the playoffs. What did you do last year? You were in the playoffs till the very end. What's changed? You got a new head coach. That's what's changed. There's something different about this team. And it's not a good different.
2: There was a lot of losses on the team. There was. Whether whether it was coaching staff and you promoting people that necessarily didn't want to get promoted Mm -hmm. and then you getting players that either don't seem to want to put in the effort or, or maybe just not
1: able to anymore. But again, I'll go back to what I said in the first segment sitting there in a press conference and explaining to somebody the definition of insanity, but yet you are going to do the exact same thing and expect a different result. I mean, come on, man. We, 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 just can't, we can't be doing that. I refuse to believe that Dennis Allen thinks that things are going to change. I refuse to believe that. Because if it's gonna change, like if it's not insanity, and you're gonna do the same thing and expect a different result, how? Please tell me how. If somebody out there knows how, please call at the beginning of hour number two, because I would love—I I would love to hear the explanation. I just don't see how anything's gonna change. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two after this top of the hour sports update. You are listening to Crunch Time here on the Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is Southwest Louisiana's sports station and it is your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros we'll be back right after this
0: you're clocked out we're locked in you're listening to Crunch Time with Miquez and Mesh here on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station
1: it's hour number two of Crunch Time. Mammy, you guys, James Mesh, right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. three three seven seven zero six zero one one one. 706 111 And on the game, on the game simulcast, you can watch it on Stadium 32.3 and channel 133 on LUS Fiber. James, the XFL draft was today. A former Cajun is going to your squad in the St. Louis Battlehawks. Shablooey. good old, good old Jamarcus Robinson, Jamarcus Bradley, Bradley. Jamarcus Robinson. Wow, Jamarcus Robinson. Where real, did I? Where did I get that from? Not a real Cajuns fan. I just, okay, that because that's the truth. Um. Uh, by the no. way,
2: Pete Warner did have surgery on his ankle. He did.
1: I did see that. Um, I was going to get to that at some point. So thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Um. Uh, so yeah, once again. Jamarcus Bradley has been drafted by the St. Louis Battlehawks in he was selected 15th overall earlier this morning in the XFL draft. A couple former LSU Tigers were selected as well in Kerry Vincent Jr. and I'm drawing him like on the other guy. God. There were there I, I will I will get it. Uh, there were a couple of Tigers selected so far in the XFL draft. Also from Louisiana Tech, Kentrell Bryce was selected. Now, the XFL, you know, it's interesting because people have different viewpoints on what the XFL should be. Kevin Tolliver and Cameron Lewis were the other two LSU defensive backs that were taken in the XFL draft, by the way, so there it is. But again, you know they have different thought processes on what the XFL should be. So, James, I'm going to ask you, in your opinion, should the XFL be treated kind of like a farm system for the NFL?
2: I think to an extent. But I think it shouldn't be directly just a way for players to go just straight to the NFL. I think if you're able to and you're that talented enough, they'll notice you. But I think if you're the XFL or you're the USFL, if they if the NFL plucks your players, I mean that's fine. But to me, you should worry about you. You should worry about just making a product, not worrying about oh. We're we're here just to be almost like a farming system, as you as you say, yeah. for for players.
1: That's true. Because it's true. not
2: not everyone's gonna make it to the NFL. I think you should ultimately. Just be as successful as you can and don't worry about it. If you if you were able to move up to the next level or like get to the NFL, cool. But, I mean, hey, it's always cool to say, oh, I played for all of these different leagues.
1: You know what I mean? So a couple names that people might know of were, were selected early on in today's portion of the draft. Abram Smith, the running back from Baylor that the Saints had signed as an undrafted free agent he went out playing the XFL for the DC Defenders and also James do you remember a wide receiver for the Steelers by the name of Martavius Bryant
2: wow oh he's still there yeah how old is Martavius Bryant at this point he
1: got drafted by the Vegas Vipers Martavius Bryant still still trying to to make a career he is 30 years old
2: wow he's only 30 that's crazy
1: trying to last played in the NFL in 2018 so, yeah, Davis. Why do you
2: feel like he was in the NFL for so much longer? Right, because I remember he was a he was a pretty solid receiver for the Steelers.
1: Yeah, in 2017, he had 600 yards and three touchdowns with the Steelers. So I mean, he was he was there when they had Juju and a and AB before AB went crazy. But uh,
2: Juju got drafted in 2018, I think.
1: No, Juju's been around longer than that.
2: Juju's like 25.
1: Hold on. Let's let's see. Juju, at, oh. Juju is 25. He got drafted in 17.
2: Oh, in 17. Okay.
1: So they they played together for 2 years. So 2017 the Steelers had Martavis Bryant, Juju and AB. Um Martavis Bryant's best year of his career was in 2015 when he had 765 yards and 6 touchdowns with the Steelers. Um, But, yeah, so some some names popping back up that, that people may not have heard in a uh, in a while. The XFL is going to be fun to watch, man. Any Anything Dwayne The Rock Johnson does usually turns out well. So I, I don't deny that, that this will turn out just as good.
2: And I usually like to see diversity of leagues, which is why I've been so happy to see the XFL and USFL become things again because yep. not only is it more football – is the product as good? No, but it gives me more opportunities to find a team that I like and root for them.
1: So you got to tell the story. Why why are you a St. Louis Battlehawks fan? How did how did that become a thing?
2: Uh, they didn't have a Louisiana team, and I look at it. I'm I'm not too hopped up on Texas teams. The only Texas team that I'm really cool with is the Astros?
1: You're not an Astros fan. Okay. Don't, don't Mo- try and...
2: I'm not going to entertain you with this. But I looked, I was like, okay, well, St. Louis is someone nearby, and, and I like the name. I like I like the name Battlehawk. St. Louis is nearby? It's someone nearby. What, do you want me to choose, the D.C. Defenders? I mean... No- you want me to choose, the, what was it, the Seattle Dragons? You want me to choose Luke, you, whatever the, Florida the, the,
1: team? The Seattle Sea Dragons. First of all, you could have gone with San Antonio. You could have gone with Arlington. You could have gone with Orlando. I think Orlando's got to be closer than St. Louis.
2: Then I just say uh, the only like Texas team I'm really cool with is the Astros.
1: I mean, go uh, yeah, go, yeah. On.
2: go on. Like I said, I really like I really like the name and I like the logo as well. I, I think Battlehawks is is really cool. I'm not the biggest fan of Blue. I like it, but I think overall it's really good, and then I, I liked the quarterback. Who was it? It's
1: this man said he's a Battle Hawks fan. Who's you choose? Oh, I'm Houston. What was it the Roughnecks? The, yeah, the Roughnecks. Absolutely. That was Absolutely. that was the team
2: P.J. Walker was on before he got before he got picked
1: up by the Panthers. Correct. It was. They were looking good. So your quarterback,
2: A.J. McCarron.
1: Well, this year, yes, is is AJ McCarron, but
2: what an absolute baller!
1: So back in 2020, 2020 you
2: had a, I forget his name.
1: Um, uh, Taylor Heineke was on the team for a game. So was Jordan Teamu.
2: There it is, Jordan Teamu. He yeah, was a, he was a beast. He was a beast in the XFL. Yeah,
1: I mean he was he was a beast in college too. To be fair, I mean yeah, well, but. Yeah, Taylor Heineke was former oh he's on the list of former players that played at least one game. So, I mean, you have got that. Uh, and then you also had a guy by the name of Nick Fitzgerald. He went to he played at Mississippi State.
2: And the and the thing with the Battlehawks, even though I'm a passing guy, I'm a I'm an offensive guy for sure. I'm more of a passing guy, but I really enjoyed what the Battlehawks did on the ground though. They had, I think they, they ran pretty well with their two running backs than I, Jordan Tayamu was really good as a running option as well. So it was almost like a three-headed monster in the backfield. It's almost like what the Ravens have right now. If the Ravens can ever get their running back, healthy.
1: So look how lucky you are. I, I took the liberty of, of figuring out how far away St. Louis was compared to Orlando. Okay. So if you don't want to cheer for a Texas team, which is cool, it's your prerogative.
2: Same thing with Florida teams, pretty much.
1: So St. Louis... Uh-huh. Is twenty-six minutes closer to here than Orlando, Florida. Okay. So
2: Very very cool, Matt. Thank you for sharing.
1: You you were right. God, that hurts. That hurts.
2: surprised you don't admit it more. Cause it's not true. That uh, notice how you were so hesitant to say more
1: that more times than not. <laughs> Okay, you're 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 wrong a lot of the time, bud. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are for sure. It's, I mean, you can you can be mad about it all you want. I'm not mad at
2: all. That's that's the funny thing.
1: It's it, it's it's the, true. Mm-hmm. it's the true. It's the true. It's the true. That's what it is. That's what it is. Po- Idiot <laughs> poll question: How do you feel about Andy Dalton getting another start at quarterback for the Saints? say you're fine with one more start. 18.2% say indifferent. And 63.6% say, why? Jamie Green says, Dalton at quarterback, DA as head coach, PC as the OC. I feel sorry for this team and their fans. (laughs) Well, thank you, yeah, Jamie. You want to know why? It, it, I, I boil it down to a quote that came from one of my favorite TV shows in scrubs.
2: Oh, I thought you were going
1: to say, like, Saved by the Bell. Why do you hate me when I show you nothing but love? Why? I have cheered for you when you were 3-13 and 13 and when you were winning Super Bowls and when you got blasphemed by the league. Super Bowl. What did I say? Super Bowls, whatever. You should have won. You should have won a second one when you got screwed by the league. I agree. You did
2: have really good opportunities from twenty nineteen or twenty seventeen to twenty
1: nineteen. Why do you hate me?
2: A lot of teams could ask that question, though. Or a, a lot of fans of different teams could ask that, though. I, I, just... I mean, look at look at the Browns.
1: At least the Browns have hope. They have Deshaun Watson. They have hope.
2: Yeah, but over half of
1: like and you the have fam, Chubb.
2: Over half of the fan base hates the fact that the Browns have well, de, uh, well that, Deshaun Watson. Well, that's just
1: because it's Cleveland, and all they can do is complain about their miserable lives. <laughs> that's all they can do.
2: Still roll back to that 2016 LeBron team. That <sighs> they, came they're back they're 3-1. still
1: they're still holding on to that.
2: You gotta you gotta hold on to that for dear life.
1: Um. But like i don't blame
2: just, you that was that was that was one hell of a comeback
1: i i just i don't understand and, and i'm not gonna harp on it too long because I, i'm tired of my blood boiling over it just don't understand what good Andy Dalton does for you a quarterback it does you no good none at all all right let's move on to something okay somebody made a graphic of what the current like if if you took this year's playoff standings, what a twelve-team playoff would look like. Okay. Instead of fourteen. Correct. Well, because they're going to twelve.
2: Oh, oh, you're talking about college.
1: College. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't. I wasn't clear on that. I was college like, football. okay, what happened? Sorry.
2: NFL shrinking. Yeah, Got it. Okay. Sorry.
1: College football playoff. Yes. So your four buys: Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and Michigan, and USC.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. They, they made the switch. My bad.
1: Five is Michigan. You would play 12 UCF. Six LSU would play... Six LSU would play... Well, this graphic says six Tennessee, but six LSU would play 11 Penn State.
2: You feel good about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Seven Tennessee would play Utah. That could be a good game. That could be interesting. And then Alabama would play Clemson. Ooh. <laughs> that's, the, a, that's, that's
2: a really fun weekend.
1: Now, the winner of Alabama-Clemson would play Georgia. The winner of Michigan-UCF would play USC. LSU-Penn State would play TCU. And then, obviously, the other matchup would go to Ohio State. <coughs> in that matchup, James, I mean, how far does LSU go in your opinion? Would they get past the TCU? So you play... You play Penn State. You play Penn State.
2: Feel really good about that. Then you play TCU? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That one's very intriguing. Do you get
1: past TCU? I I, I would say yeah.
2: I think you you can squeak by with that one.
1: And then you would play the winner of Ohio State and Tennessee.
2: And then I, I think at that point... It would be a hard-fought battle, but I think that's where your season ends. Until so you get to the semifinals. I think you get to the semis. Which, hey, I mean,
1: if you had a 12-team playoff this year. For me
2: thinking you were going to go
1: 8-4. Right. Get to the semifinals of the college football playoff. I mean, that's not. It ain't too shabby. It's not too shabby. No, not not at all, actually. So if you were looking for great stocking stuffers for the holiday season, look no further than the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. As a member of our Rewards Club, you'll have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cybers Bayou Casino, a $50 gift certificate to Shell Oyster House, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. Go sign up today. We'll take a timeout, and when we return... James and I will talk a little bit more about the LSU Tigers as they prepare to take on UAB this Saturday. You are listening to The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
2: Start NFL Week 11 off right with a no-sweat same game from FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account, you get free bets back if your Thursday night same game partly doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. I'll take an anytime touchdown for both Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, as well as the under on Aaron Rodgers' passing yards. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet on the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up and see... Sign up with promo code KLWB if you don't already have an account. But if you're already with Fandle, you're all set. Just sign in and see what you got. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and Premier parishes only. Three-plus leg minimum, $1 bet required. Refund issued is nominal drop of free bets that expire seven days after the receipt. Max free bet is $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP.
1: Mattress Mac is back, baby. So sports betting is still illegal in Texas. It is. But he...
2: You know you know what you can bet on, though? Bet on those LSU Tigers.
1: Oof. The women's
2: and, basketball team? Yeah. 4 <laughs> 4-0. Yeah. Every game? Scoring hundred plus points. Scoring hundred plus points, yeah, baby. You can bet on that's, them all you want. That's that's a that's some to me that's easy money right now.
1: Speaking of college basketball though, that's mattress max bet. He came to Louisiana and dropped a cool one million dollars on the Houston Cougars to win it all at plus nine hundred. Oh.
2: So if he hits that, he gets ninety million?
1: Nine million. Nine million. Plus nine hundred would be nine would be nine million. Cause think about it. If he bets a hundred plus one hundred, you would dub, uh, you would I double it. it. So I got nine nine hundred nine million. But yeah.
2: Only I mean. only a million, Mac? You just got seventy five.
1: Yeah, and he donated forty of it to charity.
2: <laughs> put the other put the other thirty
1: five on <laughs> on the Cougars. That guy. Good old mattress Mac. That
2: man's different.
1: Kyler Murray is now day to day with a hamstring injury. Colt McCoy is dealing with a minor knee injury, and Cliff Kingsbury said he decides late will plan to decide later this week who will start at quarterback. Could we see Trace McSorley? Oh,
2: is he, is he, he like your? Is he one of your favorite quarterbacks? Oh yeah. Where would you ever, rank him? Like ever personal since that favorites? song,
1: ever since that song came out, he's been just like he he's the guy that I quietly root for.
2: Where do you where do you rank him amongst your favorite? Not like skill wise, just like personally how you like where do you a, like him. He's in the top ten. Top ten? Yeah. Like you give him like seven?
1: Probably. Probably who's, a, who's number one? Mahomes. My, my favorite quarterback's Patrick Mahomes.
2: Oh, I could tell. You're uh, a big Mahomie. Second
1: favorite quarterback's Josh Allen. Like you're talking about active, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking yeah. about active quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh Josh Allen would be second. Probably put Burrow third. Herbert fourth, Lamar fifth. I'm um, Tua sixth, maybe. I kind of I like Tua. And then Mick Sorley chilling at seven because you want to know why he throws it on a dime. And he's just a kid from Briarwood
2: wearing number nine.
1: Wearing number nine. Well, now he wears like 16, but
2: when he, I think he was seven in Baltimore. So it didn't even it didn't even work.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: I think he, I think he was seven. I remember that one time everybody went crazy for like a seventy-five yard touchdown, even though it was like a five-yard hitch to right, to right Marquise Brown. No, it was no, like he just, yeah, Marquise did the rest. Marquise went the went seventy of the seventy-five, but okay.
1: Oh my god! I think that was
2: the Ravens' only touchdown because that was also, I believe, the one Wednesday game that we had had
1: during yeah, COVID, which was so wild.
2: It was so weird. That was a while. that was an interesting time.
1: Oh, man. You, those those were the days, huh? Where you just sat at home
2: on a Wednesday and you're like begging wow, for something God, to NFL do. Wow, got NFL football and it's not a rerun. Right.
1: Live NFL football on a Wednesday. And it was at like 3:30. What are we What are we doing? It was at like 3:30. You see, it was it was the funniest thing because so my my wife her job didn't stop when COVID hit. All of her equipment from work just went home. Right. So it was so funny to. I, so um, thanks to the federal unemployment that people were receiving during COVID, I was sitting at home playing video games, watching Netflix, making more money than my wife.
2: Oh, Matthias.
1: <laughs> well, that was a glorious three months. It Was a glorious three months. Yeah, I binged Netflix series and played Madden and made more money than. And staying my life.
2: on, staying on the topic of football. Yeah, It's like look at fantasy football.
1: James, you're not going to win.
2: Trade the trade deadline for most leagues is this week.
1: You're not. You're not going to beat me. I, I don't know why you want to talk about it. Uh, I know you. You think that you have this inkling of a chance. <laughs> this of a chance. To 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 take me down.
2: Aren't but, I projected like ten more points than you? Since when have
1: projections mattered?
2: It doesn't, it doesn't matter it, all the it way, means,
0: It means
1: zero.
2: It's funny because I actually am.
1: You are. Projecting. You're projected to win by nine and a half. That means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because guess
2: what? Don't you average if, like 115? If Sim Butts
1: were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry flipping Christmas. Projections mean nothing. If projections meant something, just you know, final scores based on projections. James, you win. Woohoo! Here's your participation trophy. Participation. Come on, man. Mahomes is gonna ball on the Chargers. Elijah Mitchell is gonna have a tutty against the Cardinals. Adam Thielen's gonna come from the dead this week because that guy's been MIA. Chris Olave. Probably has two touchdowns in this game against the Rams. I mean, my team's just going to dog you. And here's the thing. You've got Justin Jefferson, which is good. You know, he's a good player. You know he's listed as questionable, right?
2: Yeah, he's got that toe injury.
1: So here's the thing. Say he doesn't play. Yikes. What you going to do then? But if he does play, he's not 100%. Ergo, Adam Thielen gets his touches and you struggle. It's just, I, I see things before they happen, James. They made a Disney Channel show called That's So Raven. They should have called it That's So Megas. Yeah. Like, there's I I see things. I I see I see dead people. <laughs> Flashback to the spelling bee like ten years ago. Do you remember that? Do you ever, Do you ever watch the script spelling bee on TV?
2: No, I don't watch that. Oh man,
1: so. There was, there was this girl, she won the... the I remember
2: Iridococlitis.
1: There was this girl that won the spelling bee one year, and when she would go to spell the word, they would tell her the word, right? And then she would like, put her hands over her mouth and like, look into her hands. And so there was this sports show where these two guys would like pull clips and they would like make fun of the clips. It was like a parody thing. And so she puts her... She, and, and they're like, I see dead people. And to this day, I mean, I was like twelve when I saw it and it just it's it stuck with me. I was waiting for you to get to the point of that story because you know, I was so confused on where you were going with that. I was I was getting there. Look, you y'all you and RP3 give me crap for you know drawing things out. The end, I'm just a storyteller. We give you crap for a lot of things. Y'all do. And, and I don't I don't return the favor enough. It's very so, deserving though. So you know, I, I know R P 3's listening in 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 his golden throne wherever wherever he is. I hope y'all know that it's coming. What is? The wrath. The wrath. You know you, you give me I I'm going to return the favor. It's coming. I'm still waiting to this oh, day. Oh, it's coming. When you least expect it, right out of the corner, yard, like, bam. There it is. Woop pow wow. wow. It's gonna be there for you, bud. Just, just you wait.
2: I feel like you're gonna like throw up the L Fortnite dance if you beat me in fantasy.
4: Oh,
1: oh no! I- I'm gonna take it to a whole nother level. If I, you, we will have our our Monday uh, Monday show. Uh-huh. LSU could lose. The Cajuns could lose. The Saints could lose.
2: Well, what if, what if, if it I comes down down to Monday you, night?
1: but if I beat you in fantasy. Our Monday show will be glorious. Absolutely glorious. I will rub it in your face for two consecutive hours. Consecutively. That means back-to-back, James. In order. Just make sure you get the point. Lyle Lovett and his acoustic group are coming to the Hyman Performing Arts Center on Friday, February the 24th, and you won't want to miss this incredible night of live music. Presale tickets go on sale tomorrow starting at 10 a.m., and you can get your tickets at www.ticketmaster.com and use the presale code Lyle. Once again, get your presale tickets tomorrow to see Lyle Lovett and his acoustic group at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. Visit www.ticketmaster.com and use the presale code Lyle. We'll take a timeout. Brendan Ertle joins us next for Who Dat Wednesday right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros.
0: He's going to go. Touchdown, Saints. Who's ready for some New Orleans Saints talk? We are. Here is Who Dat Wednesdays with Canal Street Chronicles' Brendan Ertle on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh.
1: Brendan Ertle, what's going on, bud?
0: What's up, guys?
1: I, I shouldn't have read, uh, dude. So <laughs> what? What are the Saints doing?
5: Oh, uh, great question. Uh, I don't know. Um, th- there, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I'm sure you're gonna have a follow-up question, but uh, yeah, I, I not in a not in a fun spot.
1: I mean, here's the thing. You know, Dennis Allen said Monday in his press conference that doing the same thing and expecting a different result is, of course, the definition of insanity. Amen. But, <laughs> but yet, is, is that is that not what we're doing here?
5: It is exactly what we're doing. I think he's hitting a point where old quotes are really starting to bite him in the butt. Uh, I, I have my own receipts here. Um, I, I dug deep and found when they first changed to Andy Dalton that he said it was strictly performance-based. And, uh, if you're not a subscriber of New Football, you gotta go subscribe to them and check out the article that they had with Jameis. And we kinda were given this message that Jameis is healthy enough to play. He's healthy enough to be off the injury report. And then Dennis comes out and says today that, um, Andy's the starter after they said, uh, just this past weekend that exact quote that you said and also that they're going to look at the film and, Consider quarterback change, and uh, they talked to both parties, and then they stuck with the same same quarterback. Um, and then he proceeded to say that Jameis isn't 100% healthy, uh, but he's not on the injury report. But uh, in week two, he hurt his back and foot, but then he was healthy enough to play the next game, which proceeded for him for his injury to get even worse. And now we're back full circle saying He's not healthy enough to play, so we're going to stick with Andy Dalton. Not performance-based because the performance hasn't been there.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's been healthy scratches, but he he doesn't seem trustworthy at this point. Like, do you do you trust Dennis Allen at this point and what he has to say? Because it's the same thing over and over again, or he's kind of tripping over what he said before.
5: I I I still trust him. I I just think that he needs to say he needs to tell us less. Uh, Sean Payton was kind of the king of telling us. Uh, all these injury updates, and then not really telling us anything at all. It would just be super vague and wouldn't really have much information. Um, And when Dennis first came in, I I know the media was like, sweet. Like, we get, like, information, like, immediately when Dennis tells us about these injuries and, like, gives us details. And, uh, like, today we learned that Pete had ankle surgery, and he's, like, on track to maybe play later in the year. I don't think that information would have got out with Sean Payton. I, I just don't know. It's a different different head coach, different uh, style. But I just think he needs to tell us less. Uh, Football's tough. There's bad injuries. Things like that happen. Um, You you know, just just tell us less. And um, uh, he's starting to dig himself in holes with these different quotes that he's saying at different times and things like that. And I think the insanity quote kind of sums up everything that has been going on. I think we're we're in a spot where um, some reflection needs to be made.
1: Brendan, how would you grade Kay Nellis' performance against the Steelers on Sunday with his seven tackles and a sack?
5: So what I'll say about Kay Nellis is uh, what I've been saying for every week is this Saints team doesn't play with the same energy that they've played with. And in Arizona, Dennis Allen was like, Alante Taylor played great football. We need to see other players play with that kind of uh, energy every game. And if you're a New Orleans uh, sports fan, you watched the Pelicans game last night on TNT. That team, that basketball team, plays with incredible energy. They build off other players' kind of energy plays, whether it's Jose playing tough defense or Larry Nance would have put back down, or it's just something, just some kind of energy play. And we haven't seen much of those with the Saints. We've seen moments with Taylor, on to Taylor these past couple weeks, but Caden Ellis, you go back and watch the film, every single play, is effort place. And I, I don't want to talk about the sack. I don't want to talk about the, the for somebody I want to talk about his tackles. I want to talk about the play on the wheel route where he fought through multiple screens and ran striker shy strike with the running back, I believe it was, who ran like a wheel route out of the backfield and managed to catch up to him, bat the ball out of, the, out of his hands and stop a touchdown. That's kind of the definition of an energy play right there. And... Tyron was kind of late on the play, so the the point is is Caden's playing great football. He deserves to play more, and with Pete in, with uh, Pete's ankle injury, uh, he's going to. But I, I I'm really happy with what I saw with Caden, and um, I think I was one of the few bright spots in that game.
2: David Johnson was signed to the practice squad earlier today. What were, what were your thoughts on that?
5: Um, see, I I, I think he will be elevated. Um but I don't think he'll have much of an impact. Uh, Ingram should be back here soon. I mean, who knows with these injuries. Uh, they said three to four weeks. We're hitting kind of that time frame, and I, I would take Ingram over anyone, any of the running backs we have in the practice squad. Uh, but we saw a good amount of Dwayne Walsh in last game, and we elevated Jordan Howard as well, and he got a carry that got stuffed. But uh, every other carry got stuffed as well, so um not taking too much of that. But, yeah, I, I think David's a little more – um had a little more proven hasn't really done much these past few years and we all remember his incredible mvp fantasy football year with, year with the cardinals and then had a couple of good years with the texans but it just hasn't been um that that good of a back since and uh, he was with campus with them earlier and he, they tried to get a deal done couldn't get anything done because he wanted too much money and uh there was no other offers anywhere else and that kind of just shows uh, the spot that they're in, they did put a claim out for Eno Benjamin, and they're super close to getting him. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he ran for almost 100 yards on us uh in that Cardinals game. Uh, the Texans put a claim on him. They're obviously the first priority, and they got him. So it would have been cool to have him. It would have been nice to have some some flexibility at that spot, but I still think um, they're in a spot where they're just kind of waiting for Ingram to come back.
1: Chat with Brendan Ertel here on Crunch Time. How have you graded the safety position so far this season? I mean, Tyron Matthew, you know, has, has kind of underperformed in my opinion, and then Marcus May has just, you know, kind of been okay.
5: Hmm. I think it's been it's been tough. It's it's a really tough position to grade. I think Tyron, like you said, hasn't been as good as we've, we've hoped, uh, but yet he's in a position where. Uh, you kind of flourish off the people around you. And I think that kind of sums up everything with him, Marcus May and the job that Caesar Garner Johnson's doing. Uh, I always revisit that trade and like, man, what what could he have done at that position on our team? And to be honest, I, I don't, I don't know if, if it'd be much better uh, than what we have now, just because the, the pieces around just haven't been as good. in uh, Philadelphia, that defense has been really opportunistic. Um, they've, Give him the back end chances like that. I, I haven't seen Tyron get a get a chance to make a play on a football in a really long time, probably since that Vikings game where he did get that ball. Um, but in, in, some, in, in the run support, uh, we we kind, of, we kind of just hope for Tyron to make more plays. But at the end of the day, it's a five nine safety. I mean, th- those are your, those those are plays supposed to be made for D and linebackers. And I, I think uh, the two plays that popped out were both run plays that. He didn't have a good enough effort. Um, Yeah, the effort wasn't great. But I think he's been one of the few pieces that I've seen each week get a little bit better. Um, And it's tough to grade that position because, I mean, he's played with a different guy next to him every single week. Uh, We've seen Marcus May. We've seen P.J. Loons. We've seen Justin Evans. um, And we just keep getting thinner and thinner at that position. And he's been one of the kind of the staples on this team that hasn't missed a game. So I think moving forward, um, I don't think – Easier in a position to get cut or anything. Uh, just need to see a little bit more effort. Need to see a little bit more uh, solid play around them. And it's just really hard to grade anyone and find out what the real issue is on this defense on this team when everyone's hurt and the people that are playing not playing up to the potential.
2: What's the most realistic best case scenario for the for the Saints like win wise?
5: Um, I saw something today where it said. Um, Saints going seven to zero the next seven games and uh, I, I, I laughed at that but I, it was like I would too the Saints the Saints finished ten and seven I'm not even sure they have a playoff spot at that point I mean the Bucks have kind of figured out what they need to figure out uh, they're already at five wins they're they're five and five I believe and they're getting better every week and I think they figured out what was going on um, so I think you can kind of stamp the time of death the time of death. For this team uh, which was last week I think they put themselves in too deep of a hole but I think that's still something to play something to play for um, this is a unit this is a team this is players this is coaches that you've won games with it's not necessarily just you know all on one person or all on one coach or, or player or something it's not all on Mickey either um, but this team wasn't built like we thought it was a little bit over overestimate of how good we were going to be yeah you know, there was bad trades there's bad personnel things, but you still want to find a way to win games. I know everyone's looking at that first-round pick, and um, we'd like to win, so it doesn't look as bad, but regardless of how that trade goes down and how many more games we win, whether it's seven uh, wins, whether it's ten, whether it's three, it's, that trade's not good. It's not, it's not a good trade. Uh, it wouldn't have been good unless we made the playoffs and made some noise. Um, see, I, I still think you got to go out there and play. you got to show this management, this team, these coaches, uh, that next year maybe you can put something together with this with these guys. And um, I don't think you've taken as aggressive an approach. I mean, you don't take an as aggressive an as approach they did this year. Um, but just go out there and play and just show show us that you have some kind of hope for next year with these with these guys you have on the team. And uh, most of these guys we have are locked up for, for multiple years now. So show us something.
1: Wrapping up here, Brendan, looking ahead to Sunday's game, Cooper Cups on IR. But Matthew Stafford was a full participant today, and he's trending towards playing. If he does play, you know, not having Cooper Cup, how do you think that affects him? And uh, what do you think the keys to victory for the Saints are?
5: Yeah, I I was preparing for this this show, and I was doing some research on the Rams, and the last article I read was, is this the worst Rams offense since they were in St. Louis? And when I saw that, I was like, oh, great. This is going to be one of those weeks where a team figures it out uh, we saved their season. Uh, we've had too many of those weeks where a team's struggling coming in, and then it's a week where they figure it out. Um, we talked about it last week. This is a, it was a Steelers team that was struggling, couldn't run the ball at all. Then they rushed for what, 200 yards. Um, they score touchdowns that are longer than five yards, which has been really hard for them to do. Um, just all these different things. But yeah, the Rams have struggled. Uh, just going back to that, uh, Cooper Cup. Was pretty much their entire offense. He goes down; that's really rough for him. Uh, They had a dog fight last week with a divisional opponent with two backup quarterbacks. Um, But they have great pieces. It's it's kind of a situation. I go back to our situation where I mean I'd expect both these teams' records to be flipped. I mean the Super Bowl champions, and they really didn't lose anyone. They only kind of gained pieces. I mean they lost pieces here and there in the secondary and uh, in the wide receiver room, but three wins after a Super Bowl is is, is pretty crazy. I know uh, they're still alive in their division because they have some up-and-down teams as well, so they have a lot to play for. I'm worried for Andy Dalton, um, James did in practice today with an illness, or uh, James Carpenter, their center, so we're already standing the position. Um, James Hurst still a concussion protocol, and you play the best defensive lineman um, in my lifetime in Aaron Donald, so uh, it's definitely a scary thing for whoever's in the, uh, the backfield. And I wonder if that was a conversation that they had, uh, in the quarterback room about who was going to play this week. But yeah, it banged up O line. Uh, you got a quarterback that has a ton of question marks on him. You have an offense that has been really, really up and down. So, uh, this is going to be a week that we wear the throwback uniforms. Um, and I'll go back to it and say, I hope we don't play like the throwback Saints.
1: Brendan Ertle of Canal Street Chronicles joining us for Who at Wednesday. Brendan, appreciate you as always, bud. And uh, hopefully next Wednesday we can we can recap a Saints win.
5: Yeah, I'd love to talk about uh, a nice Saints win on Wednesday, but uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves.
0: Tune in next
5: week for another
0: edition of Who at Wednesdays here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now back Back to to more more Crunch Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Your Alexa or Google Home speaker helps you out around the house. It allows you to control your lights your thermostats, and much more. But did you know that it could also play the game? Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game, Southwest Louisiana, and it's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, with you at your office, your home, and everywhere you go. Hey, James, guess what? You lost the game.
2: Damn, that's crazy.
1: You lost the game. I lost the game? Please tell me you know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh my God, I'm old. Dude. Okay, so when I was like middle school, high school, you played what you called the game. The object of the game was to not think about the game. So if someone walked up to you and said, you lost the game, which made you think about the game, you lost it. It's really stupid, I know. That's like
2: playing knifey-spoony.
1: Well, I, I understand, but I mean that's just what we did when we were 13, and we thought it was hilarious. I can't believe I'm so old. God. Well, James, you lost the game. Congratulations. All right. Thanks well, I didn't to- really think about it because I was confused. Well, now you're thinking about it, so you lost. Thank you to Matthew Travis, the sports director of KPLC, for joining us for a conversation about McNeese, and, of course, Brendan Ertel for doing Who Dat Wednesday. James Mesh, I guess I appreciate you. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe, be well, hug your mom and them, and we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same station. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Jim Gazzolo and the McNeese Coaches Show is up next.